The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. It's been a very tough year for a lot of people. We've had to watch our nation and the world continue to become more violent, more perverse, and more cruel. We've had to endure rising costs of everything, the invasion of our nation by foreign enemies, homelessness, drug abuse, our major cities destroyed from within, and lawlessness everywhere we turn. As our government leaders turn one blind eye to the persecution of the innocent while turning the other blind eye to those who are obviously guilty of the highest of crimes. Meanwhile, the globalists, the Satanists, and the communists continue their march toward their make-believe green utopia, in which only the rulers are free while everyone else is tracked, monitored, silenced, and enslaved. Artificial intelligence has made major inroads this past year, though real intelligence, real wisdom, has eluded us. We have smartphones and smart homes. Now they want to mandate smart cars equipped with kill switches so your vehicle can be shut down at the whims of our taskmasters. The globalists even burned the once beautiful historic town of Lahaina on the island of Maui into ashes this year to make way for their experimental new smart city. And although we haven't heard a whole lot about a new one-world digital currency in the last few months, don't think they've given up on the idea. In fact, such a thing must become mandated in the future. Control of the people, everything from monitoring and approving or disapproving of our purchases, to our health care, our travel, and the amount of utilities we use, depends on the implementation of controlling everyone's ability to buy or sell. It's ironic, isn't it? The people who put our nation $33 trillion in debt are the same ones who want to issue us a credit score. We also haven't heard a lot about the war in Ukraine lately, though we continue to hear about the billions of dollars that we continue to send there. And now we have Israel in a no-win situation. Their enemies hide among civilians, don't wear military uniforms, and use guerrilla warfare. So when Israel strikes back, they're seen as the aggressors, the warmongers. No one will win in Ukraine except the American politicians laundering obscene amounts of money there. And the only winners in the Middle East will be the military-industrial complex. No, friends, the news is almost never good. It hasn't been for a very long time. The outlook for this nation and this world is grim, and the constant negativity of the daily news wears in a person. It's especially hard for Christians, conservatives, and those who value truth and justice, patriots, constitutionalists, nationalists, and no, nationalism is not a bad thing. God himself established the nations. He destroyed Babylon. On top of all this, we're now also seeing the results of the mandated clot-shot jabs, which are doing what they were designed to do all along, kill people. There are too many studies to count, too much research to point to, proving the long list of deadly side effects that Big Pharma knew about but hoped to hide for 75 years. I don't read our local secular news very much, despite the fact that they call themselves fair and independent and promote their publication as more news, less fluff, it's mostly articles about sports, puff pieces paid for by local businesses, and left-wing articles they pull from NPR. When they run a letter to the editor, it's always, without fail, written by an extreme liberal, touting the latest thing from the LGBTQP plus movement, 
the importance of transgender positive books in libraries, and Snowflake affirming safe spaces in schools, not to mention the climate change crazies who want to ban our gas stoves. But I do make a point to read the obituaries. Specifically, I've been keeping track of people who have died suddenly or died unexpectedly. There's usually at least one in every obituary list. A couple of months ago, there were six who died suddenly and unexpectedly within a week, just in my small town alone. Some in their 50s, 40s, 30s, and even younger. Not all obituaries list the person's occupation, but of those that do, all of them would have been places that mandated the shots in 2021. I also look at the birth records. Sadly, there's an obituary report just about every day, with a half dozen or more people who have passed away. Birth reports only pop up maybe once a week at the most, and the list usually has only one or two babies born. Even more telling is the parents' names. Rarely do the mothers and fathers have the same last name, which tells me that most of the births we do have today are to people who are not married. What a strange world we live in. Good is called evil and evil is called good. It's not surprising, of course, because God's word told us it would be this way, but it is disturbing to see so many who have chosen to believe the lies of the devil. But this past year has been tough on people in other ways, too. From our newspaper readers, radio listeners, and TV viewers, I hear from people all the time, many requesting prayer. So many are dealing with such heavy burdens, and those I hear from are God's people, true Christians, who seem to be bearing much heavier burdens now than those who've given themselves over to false doctrines, fake churches, and Satan himself. There are those dealing with marriage problems. Some have been struggling in unhappy marriages for years or decades, some enduring life with an unsaved or unfaithful or abusive spouse. There are strong, faithful Christ followers who raised their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, but now their children want nothing to do with them. They've cut off all communication. They're never allowed to see their own grandchildren. There are no Mother's Day or Father's Day cards, phone calls, or even texts. No family gatherings at all, not even at Christmas. Others are dealing with a spouse with serious health issues, some battling dementia or Alzheimer's, so they've become full-time caregivers in their retirement years. One couple confided in me that they invested their life savings with a man who claimed to be a strong Christian but was recently arrested for investment fraud, and now their entire nest egg is just gone overnight. Other families are dealing with children who've come out this past year and announced they're homosexual or transgender, as the brainwashing finally got them now, too. There are also families dealing with the loss of children who've gone insane or committed suicide in this new normal world of obscenity, perversion, lies, and deception. And then there are those who have passed away in their old age. In this last year alone, at least 20 of our readers and faithful supporters have died, having run the race for the glory of God and finished well. These were the saints of God who served him daily throughout their lives and right up until the very end. And I know for sure they'll all hear the words, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In some cases, both husband and wife have passed away. In others, just one of them. I can't imagine the loneliness of losing your mate after so many years together. Even if you have a loving, supportive family and children who honor and care for you, though once again... There are many whose children have abandoned them and don't even acknowledge their parents' passing or attend the funeral, 
much less come alongside and tend to the needs of the surviving parent in their time of mourning. I can't imagine the pain, grief, and sorrow, even though they know their spouse is in the loving care of Jesus, which brings them some level of peace and comfort. There will always be an empty side of the bed, an empty chair at the table, and a loss that can never be replaced. I mention this because many of us are not dealing with such situations, but we need to remember that there are also those who are because many now find themselves in uncharted territory, experiencing Christmas time when it seems everyone's joyous with a spirit of love, giving, and sharing like no other time of the year. But this year, many will be alone, perhaps for the first time in their lives. James 1.27 tells us to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. James also reminds us that faith without works is dead. We need to not only remember those who are suffering loss, grieving a wayward child or a broken family, but we need to come alongside them and offer whatever amount of comfort we can, minister to those who are hurting. Of course, there are no words we can offer that will truly ease the pain, but don't let our fellow saints in Christ suffer alone. All it takes is a visit, a gift, a little bit of your time and the loving heart of Jesus to make all the difference. As Christians, we're to bear one another's burdens. All who name the name of Christ and truly follow him are at a point that we've never been before. We're all bearing burdens that are really hard, truly difficult, and often heart-wrenching. Some are suffering loss, and most are lonely. The wickedness of this present darkness we're living in is hard enough for any of us who value truth and justice. But to bear such burdens and at the same time be all alone can be devastating. Even faithful churchgoers may not really have true close relationships with anyone at their church. In the past, I found this especially true for the older folks. There were the handshakes during the greet-your-neighbor time and sometimes even a rare hug, but no real connection. So don't assume people are fine. Don't assume someone else will come forward to comfort the lonely and those who mourn. In most cases, no one will come. They don't know what to say. They think it might be too awkward or out of place. Bearing one another's burdens and showing real love for the least of these is never out of place, and always the duty and obligation for those who want to follow Jesus. But understand, we don't do it to earn any gold stars for ourselves. This is our reasonable service, and on the contrary, it's shameful if we don't. But I think you'll find that as you reach out and minister to those who are in need, financially, emotionally, spiritually, or in any other way, as you serve and minister to them, your own heart will be ministered to by our Lord as well, perhaps even more so. This world is a dark and often lonely place. People need the Lord desperately, and I pray those who don't yet know Him will find Him while there's still time. But people also need one another. And as Christ's own children, if we don't minister to our own brothers and sisters and help lift the weight of the burdens they're bearing off their shoulders, even just a little bit, even just for a time, then who's going to? Seek out the elderly, the widows, the orphans. Look for the couple on the verge of divorce or the family who's lost a child to the trans and LGBTQ plus predators or to the drugs or to insanity or suicide. Break the awkward silence. Hug them and let them cry in your shoulder. Share a cup of tea and hold hands together and pray to our Father in heaven. Bring comfort and joy. Let those who are still standing strong come alongside and lift up those who've been suffering all along. Because one day, it's going to be you who needs that same blessing.
Audio CDs and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066, or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com and ask for message number 413. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.